Yo, what's good, everybody? I want to thank you for tuning in to a special video that I am doing for Tyler Perry's sisters. It's different than the review. However, it's along the same path. I informed you guys that I would be starting up a Patreon, and I wanted you guys to hear the type of video or the type of audio that would be presented on my Patreon page. I wanted you guys to know that so that, you know, you can decide whether or not it's something that you want to subscribe to or you just want to stick to listening to the reviews that are on YouTube. So I understand that. So this topic that I'm going to be talking about today, we're really dealing with Karen, Aaron, and Zach. And when you, if you are a part of different discussion groups, this is one of the biggest storylines that is talked about across the board. You have Team Zach, you have Team, no, you have Team Zarin, you have Team Zach, you have Team Aaron, you have Team Karen with the K-A-A Aaron, and then you just have Team Karen. So it's a whole lot of teams rolling around here, and people like them from different different reasons, different perspectives, different vantage points. And so for me, all the commentary that you hear, these are my personal opinions. It doesn't make them fact except what Tyler has showed us on the show. And so y'all know how I do. If you enjoy the video, make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and just continue to follow me on my social media handle so you know exactly when the Patreon will be available to you. So. We're going to go ahead and get right into it. So I want to start off by saying, and this is very important because it's actually going to, you're going to see the dynamic of why what I'm going to say in the beginning is so important. So out of all the sisters, Karen is the only one who has expressed consistently her desire for a family. You know, she stated that on several occasions and in several episodes that she wanted to be married. She wanted to have children. And she fully understands that time is of the essence because she's not getting any younger. And so because of this, I think we'll be able to understand a little more why Karen makes certain decisions regarding her life and why she is making certain decisions because of this fact, because of this dream that she holds dear to her heart. And I think one of the issues is, you know, she, she understands that even though she has mad love for Zach, he may not be the right person to establish that type of life with because of what has transpired throughout the course of their relationship. So let's deal with the dynamics of Zach and Karen. Now, the first time we see them together, Karen is telling Zach that he needs to leave. We find out that Zach has cheated multiple times throughout their relationship He's given this woman an STD in the process. Now, I don't know about y'all because I don't know the age range. But at 36, I don't want to be dealing with my partner transmitting an STD to me. You know, those are things, you know, you got in, in, in your teens, your early 20s. But when you have reached the, the age of 36, that is something that you are not expecting to contract, especially not from someone who you are in a committed relationship with. So I was like, mm. and then, you know, you have to deal with that, that constant hurt, that constant feeling of betrayal because Zach has cheated multiple times. And for anyone, you know, that has at some point, it has to play on your self-esteem. It has to play on your mental as well as your heart. So a lot of things I do understand where Karen is coming from. And another thing that really tripped me out was the, and this is not an anti-Zach <laughs> video, but we just got to get some things out there, um, was the lack of concern from Zach. You know, I understand that, you know, you apologize for the things that you've done. I personally don't believe in holding on to grudges. 
However, apologies really means nothing. You know, a lot of times people apologize because they've gotten caught up in their actions and not because they are actually sincerely apologetic for what they've done. More than likely, it's because you got caught and your your secret has been revealed. Now the appropriate thing to do is issue out an apology. Um, we know that Karen is an entrepreneur. She has her own salon. Zach has had issues with the law, so he has experienced some jail time, prison time. Um, I've seen many comments stating that, you know, well, at least Zach has never put Karen's life at risk um, in comparison to the things that she's experienced when Aaron entered her life. And I beg to differ because as a woman, when you contract an STD, most likely men know immediately because when they go to the bathroom, they burn it. For a woman, because we are carriers, we don't always know immediately when something is wrong with our body. And not that it can prevent a woman from getting pregnant, but it can cause scarring and other things like that that can prevent a woman from being able to carry a baby full term. And there is a small possibility that a woman may not be able to get pregnant because of contracting STDs, how often it happens, so on and so forth. But based on what we've been told, it's only happened once that Karen has had, you know, an STD from, um, from Zach. And at the same time, I can't, we can't entirely blame Zach. It's not all Zach's fault. Karen failed to use discretion. And I do understand when you're with someone, you want to trust them, you know, you want to go all in head first. But when a lover has shown you consistently how he feels about the state of your relationship because he continues to step out, you can't be that gullible. You know, you can't really, it's sad, but you can't trust the word that they're telling you because history has shown you're going to cheat. I don't believe in once a cheater, always a cheater, but I do believe that when you don't deal with the reason why you're cheating or you continue to make excuses for why you're cheating, you're never going to deal with the root issue of your unhappiness in your, you know what I'm saying, in your relationship and what is the real reason that you continue to step out on someone who you claim that you love. So that's how I feel about that. So let's dig into the dynamic between Karen and Aaron. They met on episode two, and their initial meeting was not good at all. They met at the grocery store, and they were both, you know, in a crazy headspace at that time. Aaron had just found out that his wife of 15 years had been cheating on him. Karen, you know, was dealing with the aftermath of her backsliding with Zach after she told the brother he had to get out. She let him sleep on the couch. He heard her using the vibrator. He walks into the room, moves the vibrator, and, you know, He's the one who provides her the pleasure that night. And now she up kicking herself in the ass for even allowing it to get to that point again after she quote unquote ended things with him. So Aaron said some choice words to Karen and then Karen proceeded to cuss his ass out. And the night ended with them sitting in her car eating ice cream, talking about relationships. So talk about a transition because initially that uh, that meeting was just horrible. But, you know, they had a nice little little ended thing with that. So that I always found that interesting that in the same night that happened, Aaron apologized for coming at her crazy. And, you know, they both said they were dealing with things. Now, one thing in that scene, I don't know why Tyler put it in there, but he made it so small you couldn't even really see it. When Aaron got out of the car, he left a rose in Karen's car. And it was a card, and the card said, Sorry you're having a bad night. Let me take you out for coffee and make it better. And he left his telephone number. And I was like, oh, my God. But you got to zoom in. I mean, you got to zoom, zoom, zoom to see what the hell he wrote. 
And I'm like, Tyler, that was such important news for the people to know that he put that on there. But anyway, y'all know this Tyler Perry, you know, can't help but love him sometimes. And, you know, how they go. Um, now, going back to Zach, one of Zach's biggest complaints about Karen was the way that she talked to him. He felt like she spoke down to him. And he's not lying. He's absolutely right. Karen did. Her mouth was hella reckless, especially, I'm going to say, between episodes 1 to 10. Her mouth was crazy. You know, her mouth was real crazy, real lethal, real, you know, it was something. But um, I can't speak from a man's perspective, but as a from a woman, there are often times when we don't effectively deal with hurt and disappointment, we lash out. You know, I can't put all the blame on Zach again because Karen enabled him to continue to be the man that she claimed she didn't want. You know, you want a man to help with the bills. You want a man to do these things for you. You want a man to hold you after y'all have sex. You you want that. Now, I don't believe the things that Karen wants is unrealistic. It's very realistic and it's obtainable, but you have to look at the man that you have in your life and be real with yourself to say, hey, can this brother really provide the things that I'm asking because what we have shown, what we have been shown, the things that Karen wants, she has been displaying that or she has given that. So what she wants in return, it's it's fine. The girl ain't asking for too much. You knew there was a problem when Aaron was at her house for dinner and he was like, oh, I got the dishes. And, he, and she was like, hmm? And he was like, yeah, I got the dishes. This, this chick says, I ain't never had a man clean nothing. What? Sis, what are you doing? <laughs> who are you dating? Who, who, and whoever you're dating, you're dating the wrong men, so stop. You know, so it was like you're 36 years old and you've never had a man to clean for you. You never had a man to cater to you. And so I'm watching this and I'm like, my God, really, sis, who have you been with? Because when I look at Zach, you know, I don't know who Aaron, excuse me, who Karen dated before Zach. I don't know what her love life was. She said that she was celibate. During that time doesn't mean she wasn't dating, but it's like even during that time, like I can understand why she has been so open to Aaron. Because going back to what I stated in the beginning about her wanting a family and wanting to get married, Aaron, even though he comes with a lot of shit, you know, Aaron truly represents the, the, the type of man she believes she can obtain the life she wants with, whether she's right or wrong. He fits that image in her mind. He does the things that she wants a man in her life to do. And, you know, <laughs> Zach is like that dude you date in your early 20s. You know, um, I've been there myself. You know, 20, 22, between those ages, you know, I was dating a guy. He really didn't have much. He didn't have much money. Um, I definitely was the one who funded a lot of our activities and when he did have the money and he was able to do certain things I never made him feel bad like I never belittled him I never you know tried to downplay who he was or take his manhood from him and I think a lot of times with women we do that sometimes whether we like to admit it or not if you're with a man who you believe should be able to do more now, now there's a difference there is a difference when you have a man who's trying when you have a man who's doing what he's doing in comparison to someone who just has settled and have become complacent with what they have. And with Zach, I believe that he has become complacent with what he has. Because when Aaron, when, um, excuse me, when Karen told him he needed to leave, he was like, basically, this is my house too. 
And I'm like, she said, oh, Zach, you helped me with the deposit, but you ain't paid a dime since. I'm like, sis, that's your fault. How you let this man live in your house for years and you have a you have not had a standard. You have not had a standard because I'm sorry, I don't ain't nobody dick that good. Cause it don't pay bills. As my grandma say, it give you a wet back and wet back don't pay bills. So you know, it's like, you know, with Karen, you she may be professionally sound and have a little bit more e- emotional maturity than Zach. But it's like at the same time, sis, you drop your standards. You lowered what you would accept into your life and what you would accept into your relationship because you love this man. And I understand that. And when you're trying to break something off or when you're trying to move forward, but you still haven't dealt with effectively this toxic relationship, you either going to seek that out of someone else or you're going to bring your toxic mindset, feelings, emotional status to someone new who has absolutely nothing to do with what you've experienced in your previous relationship. And that's kind of like what we see. Now, to be perfectly to be perfectly honest, I am team um, Karen, meaning Karen and Aaron. I love them together. However, Karen and Aaron, Karen and Zach are both toxic ass couples or relationships or whatever you want to call them. However, even within the toxicity, I do find some, you know, shining moments. Um, or things I could really give them props about. Now, one thing I can admire about Karen is that she hasn't lied to either one of them. They know of each other. They know of her feelings. Aaron is very well aware that Karen loves Zach. Zach is very well aware that there is something about Aaron that has captured Karen's attention, that has captured her in a way that he hasn't seen before. So he knows that. Which is interesting because in the next week episode, we see Zach's ass show up to the hotel. And I'm like, why are you there? She's not your woman. There is nothing she needs to run by you. You've been out. You cheated. You had your cake and you ate it too. You've had all of these things. And now as this woman tries to move on with her life, you're consistently making your presence known. Go away, Zach. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, go away. Get you together. And just do what you do. Even if Aaron is not the one for her, let her find that out. Let her go through her process of being with this guy because it's something there. It's, it really is. It's really something there that um, she feels is worth exploring. The other thing was I can respect Karen for making a definitive decision to leave Zach alone. Just to leave him alone. Even in last week's episode, episode three, when Zach was going on a rant when he, were, when he was at Sabrina's house, Karen just let him talk. She just let him talk. She didn't interrupt him. Basically, she was like, I'm not even trying to hear what you're saying to me right now. She let him leave. And it was like in that moment, her only concern really was talking to Aaron. And if you notice, before they went into Sabrina's room, now they were only going three feet. But before they went into Sabrina's room, they actually they were holding hands. And, and look at how she was looking at him. And I'm like, wow, this chick, okay. You know, I'm, you know I like what I'm seeing, but... It's just, it's damned for doom, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, the next thing is, I really, um, really, really love how Aaron, because there's been a lot of talk about Aaron, and if you're, if you're in these discussion groups, you know what I mean, um, but there's been a lot of talk about Aaron. He's controlling, he's possessive, um, but I, I haven't seen that. I, I haven't seen that 
anytime he has been in Karen's presence, when Karen feels it is gone too far, he needs to back up, he backs up. He has never made her feel uncomfortable. He has never done anything to make her think that he would hurt her in any way. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing to feel that comfortable with someone who you don't even know that well. Um, but it can also be like a pausing, like, wait, you don't know this dude like that, and what? why do you feel so comfortable? And I've experienced that too where we didn't date or anything, but I met this guy and we clicked instantly. Like, we clicked so well. People thought we had known each other for years. People thought that we were dating. And you, some people you just have that with. Some people you just click like that. So I understand that. Um, but, you know, still, I don't see that with um, with Aaron. And people love to bring up when he was in Andy's office with his ex-wife, getting the uh, divorce finalized and everything like that. He slammed on the table because the heifer wouldn't sign the divorce papers. He was like, just sign them. And people were like, oh, my God, did you see how he yelled at his wife? I mean, I know she cheated, but why did he talk to her like that? I said, wait a minute. This man was under the impression that his wife had sex with someone one time. Then he realizes this chick has been having an entire affair with his best friend. A woman he's been married to and have been faithful to for 15 years. I don't expect him to be nice. I don't expect him to be civil. I expect him to act like someone who is hurt. I expect him to act like someone who is damaged. To me, his response was very real. I would have been looking at him crazy if he was cool, calm, and collected. I'm like, what the hell did y'all expect a man to do? You know, I just think sometimes, and I talked about this before in my reviews, and I just personally feel like if you don't like a character, it's easy to see what's not there, or you make up your own narrative about that person. Everybody know I'm not a big fan of Zach, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But I have, for me, I'm not going to, like I said, this ain't no anti-Zach bashing moment, but it's to just reveal what Tyler has shown us and maybe understanding why these characters do what they do. So let me get into why I don't like Zach. You know, in the beginning, I'm like, this a trash-ass dude. However, Maybe he's trying to do right. Maybe he's trying to get his life together. You know, I gave Zach the benefit of the doubt. And then we get to episode, I don't remember the number, but it's uh, the, the episode title is In Front of Me. And this is where Fawn, Aaron's ex-wife, commits suicide in Karen's shop. I'm like, your woman still have brain fragments on her body. She's in the hospital. And the only thing you can think about is what was going on with her and Aaron. Zach showed no concern. He showed no empathy. He showed no sympathy. He showed that my love for you ain't that strong because I'm trying to figure out what's going on with you and this dude. And it was very evident. Even when he went out and got him something to eat, she was like, you didn't ask me if I wanted anything. He was just very rude and very condescending. And it was at that moment, I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Zach, I'm done with you. I've been done whatever number that is. I've been done with Zach since then because I just feel like, you to love somebody, y'all just got back together trying to work things out. She has gone through this traumatizing, traumatizing moment. And the only thing you could think about is your damn self. Nah, bro. That's why I don't like Zach. I'm not, I'm not one of those people where you say, well, why don't you like that character? And they were like, I don't know. I just don't like him. No, nah, that's why I don't like him. <laughs> that's why I don't like him at all. Um, Aaron, I like one of the reasons why I like Aaron from the jump is because Aaron came out shooting straight. He told Karen exactly who he is. Hey, 
she was shocked to find out you divorcing your wife after 15 years because she cheated on you once. And his thing was like, yeah, you can do anything to me, but cheating is something I cannot handle. That is a deal breaker for me. I'm an honest man, and I expect that in return. I was like, well, damn, I like you. I, I like people who shoot it straight. I like people who tell me what it is up front because I don't have to worry about anything. You're telling me what it is, and I have the opportunity to decide whether or not I want to deal with you like that or I don't. And I always appreciated that about him, even though we really don't know that much about him. We know, we know a lot about him. We don't know that much. Hell, I know more about Aaron than I do Zach. I really, really want to see this triangle just be demolished because I really want to get into who people are outside of this triangle. You know, I really hope that Tyler digs into these emotional pockets that these characters have because it, you know, might make me, you know, just fall in love with them even more or see things a little bit differently because I have a wider view or perspective of who they are as people. But really now, it's just like a love triangle. Who's she going to really choose? Who's she going to be with? Why he, you know, it's all of that. And I really want to see their dynamics evolve. I really do for all the characters of the show, but since we're talking about these three, I really want to see that happen for them. Um, and, and that's really it. So I really, I really do enjoy Aaron. That's just me. I know some people don't like it. I like them, but you know, that's just, uh, <laughs> that's just what it is. So when we're getting into, um, Zach, I really want Zach to display emotional maturity. Zach is probably one of the most immature characters at the age of 36 that I have ever seen in my life. He whines too much. Everything is about him. He never takes personal responsibility and accountability for his actions. It's always someone else's fault. And I don't care what anybody says. It's strange to me that a 36-year-old man has not one male friend. Not one male friend. That, that, is, that is so odd. And like I said, it could be something in Zach's past as the reason why he, he is the way that he is. But I don't know because Tyler has not provided that. So we don't know. So Aaron and Karen. I've seen a lot of people state, you know, well, um, Aaron just want to have sex with her. That's all he want. He want the cookie. He want this. And I'm like, do y'all actually watch this show? You know, do you actually watch the show? The first time that Aaron and Karen chilled together at her house, she wanted to have sex because she was horny. She was done with Zach and she wanted to get some. Aaron was coming over. She felt like that was her moment, you know, to, to go all in. And he told her, oh, you, I don't want sex from you. I want to get to know you better. He felt like she could be someone great in his life. He wasn't trying to have sex. And he made that known, and that's when he dropped the ball, that he or dropped the bomb, that he was a darn preacher. I was like, what? You a who? I said, well, my God, Tyler, come on now. I wasn't expecting that. That really took me off, like, completely off guard. But the dynamic is funny. You know, it's, it, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but it was really funny. And so, interesting, interestingly, and this has always intrigued me, I found it very intriguing that Aaron was the first person on the show that Karen genuinely apologized to. And I'm like, I'm sure her friends have told her about her mouth. I know that Andy in particular told her that sometimes her, you know, her delivery can be harsh, but it wasn't until Aaron 
approached Andy and told Andy that he liked Karen, but the way that she talked to people was out of pocket. So I wonder what was it about Aaron's words that was able to penetrate her heart and cause a change so much so that an apology was offered up from her. And I was like, that's amazing because sis ain't apologized to nobody. And then two episodes later, we saw that she apologized to Zach for how she spoke to him as well. So I, I found, I was like, hmm. And so I'm one of those people, and it could just be my own personal bias, but I love watching a story from the conception. So with Aaron and Karen, we were able to see the conception of their situation happening before our eyes. Zach and Karen was already established once the show came on. So we weren't able to see certain things that they have been through. But honestly, I believe if we were able to see Karen and Zach from the beginning, I don't think it would be no Team Zach's. I really, I don't think it would be no Team Zach's, and it wouldn't be no Team Zarin because it's easy now. Oh, he's funny. He this. But, yeah, but when you got to see, you know, your woman take pills or antibiotics to clean herself up because of what you've done, it makes a it makes the perspective different. You know, it changes how we kind of view, you know what I'm saying, certain people. But I just always found that interesting that Aaron was the one to facilitate that. He was the first one who really checked her ass when it came to how she was speaking, even to Zach. He was like, I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't him. You wouldn't, you won't talk to me like that. You will not talk to me like that. I want you to know you need to be careful, little chick, how you run in your mouth. And she was looking at him like, what the hell? Because she wasn't used to that. She was, she was used to her being that one to say what she got to say and try me if you want to. So I love that Aaron, even though that's not his nature, he flipped that script so quick. And he was like, yeah, how do you feel? Don't make you feel good, do it. Make you feel small, right? So I absolutely, I, mean, I don't know. It's something about Aaron. <sighs> Aaron could get it. I'm just going to put it out there. That's basically what I'm really saying. But um, just being honest, I'm just being honest. Um, I want to know where these people come from. I want to know more about the background. I want to know where did Aaron come from? What the hell does Aaron do? Because Aaron has buku money. This man has a lot of money. I want to know what does he do? How did you get this money? But you know what I thought about? I thought about what if Aaron is the founder of this, um, of that program for the, the ex-felons or the ex-cons. I'm like, if he's the person who funds, the, like, that would be poetic justice because Zach has been a complete asshole to this man. Um, and he really, he's never done anything to Zach. He's never disrespected him in any way. Um, but I said that would be funny if indirectly, Aaron is the person responsible for Zach getting on his feet and, you know, making a better life for himself financially. And that's something I do want to see. I don't want to see Zach become this struggle character for years. Like, okay, it's been a, a season. You know, we saw that we on season four of season, we, excuse me, we're on season two, episode four. I do want to see Zach become more stable. He deserves it with or without Karen. Yeah, I don't want to see him with Karen, but I'm just saying, I just hope we were able to see that for him. Now, I think that Karen did not expect to have feelings for Aaron the way that she does. I think that she cares about him more than what she puts on. And then there are just certain moments when she can't hide it. When she was explaining Aaron to her mom, she had this big behind smile on her face when she was describing him like, you know, he's tall, he's nice, and 
you like she was in dream world. Like she was just dream world type of thing. Like when she was explaining to her mom about about Aaron. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think people feel like, you know, she should be by herself. I agree. I definitely agree that she should be by herself. I don't think there's anything wrong with her liking Aaron or having feelings for Aaron. For me, the bad part is it's so much mess surrounding them. They could never have a healthy relationship. Like it is, it can't happen. They can't have something real unless all they ask go to therapy. They need to be in therapy because there is no way you can have a foundation and it's all cracked. Honestly, I think her and Aaron have a better foundation than her and Zach do because Aaron hasn't done anything directly to hurt her or make his character look shaky. And I know that there has been a lot of hell associated with Aaron because he married into a crazy-ass family. It's like that's his only problem. You married into a crazy-ass family who produced this crazy-ass woman, and I don't want to call a lady crazy because obviously she had to have some mental issues. And I think that Tyler did a great job bringing that up because and then what happens this woman lied to her family and she told her family talking about um Aaron's ex-wife told the family that Aaron was cheating on him so that's why when everybody came to the hospital the mom and the sister you know she calling him a cheat God ain't gonna forgive you she slapped the man and everything and I just feel like after I think we're on after 28 episodes of sisters like I said he came in on episode two he has not changed he has been real about who he is I'm having a drink because I want to have a drink. I want to make love to you because that's what I want to do. Even those, even though those were things that he stated he would not do, like he's I'm in my right mind, and I'm not gonna. And where I am, I am fully aware of what I'm doing, and I'm not going to regret what I'm doing at all. I it's just not gonna regret. So I really, I really, in a, in a sense, I feel bad for the man. You know, your whole life has been turned upside down. Your ex-wife committed suicide. You're dealing with this crazy family. You're dealing with these kids who are not yours. So you, you know, signed over your whatever custody you had. You must have adopted them but given them back to the grandparents. And if I saw so many people that questioned his decision. Like, how you just going to give up your kids? How you, well, they're not his biological children. And then at the same time, he didn't want to drag the kids through a nasty custody battle because he knew who he was dealing with. He knew the type of family he was dealing with. So to keep the confusion down, to keep peace around these these children, let me do what's best for them. And what's best for them is to be with, horrible, it's horrible to say, but to be with their family. I don't think they would do nothing wrong to the kids, but that's where we are with that. Yeah, send them kids on. <laughs> and that may be wrong, but that's how I felt. I, was, I didn't feel bad at all that um, he sent the kids to them. And I think that Tyler, for me, Tyler is a genius because Tyler has masterfully written Zach in a way where he's a trash ass dude as of now, but he's likable. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's likable. It takes a real great writer to make someone who's trash ass and make him a likable character. And that's what he's done in my personal opinion with Zach because Zach has his moments. You know, he has his moments where he's digestible. You know, where I can take him. But then he has many moments where I'm like, here you go again. I can see why Karen don't want to deal with you. I can see why this. Now, Karen ain't perfect at all. And let's deal with this because I see this is a huge thing. The character Rico, people may not remember him because Rico was only on one episode 
Um, and I think the episode was called um, Old Faithful. So everybody was like, a lot of people, not everybody, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, she was cheating on Zach, too. I knew it. I'm like, no, she was not cheating on Zach. Rico was the dude that she messed with when her and Zach were on break. She was not cheating on Zach or any of the sort. Like I said, when you don't like a, and mainly it's the people who don't like Karen. And when you don't like a character, you tend to make up your own narrative about them. And whether it's true or not, and most times it's not, you see what you want to see. I saw someone say that because on the next episode, there's a, there's a preview that shows Zach in, in jail. Someone said, oh, my God, Karen done got that man arrested. How did she get him arrested? She's at the hotel minding her business, trying to get into some business, and you show up. Why are you there? You know, and I know a lot of people in the beginning was like, oh, my God, Aaron need to go home. He popping up at this girl's house. He doing this. He doing that. That would make me wonder. But because so many people, like I said, Zach is a likable character, it's overlooked. He shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been there. She's trying to move on with her life. She's trying to do something different. And here you go. Start in trouble. Go home. I forgot. He ain't got no home. But anyway, um, shade. But it was like, you know, that happens in real life. And ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, moved on from this dude. You like a good maybe three months in. You ain't dealing with him. You ain't talked to him. You feeling good about yourself. Your hair growing, nails growing. You know what I'm saying? Getting your body right, whatever the case may be. And here he come with a text. And then jacked you all up. Because you trying to do better. You know he ain't no good. You know he ain't no good. You know, but it's, it's, that, it's that tug. I believe that we all feel men and women, at least once in our life, you know, we feel that tug like, oh, my God. Or you begin to reminisce. Or they may hit you with, hey, you remember that time we was at the fair and I won you that bear? They do, they do men. Why y'all do that to us? <laughs> why do y'all do that? Because sometimes we're just not strong enough. We're really not. We're not strong enough in that moment to reject what we know, especially if you guys are sexual compatible. And people don't like to admit that or talk about that, but that's a great, um, that's something that will keep you entangled with someone who is not beneficial for you. Because the sex is good. And I know how, I guess, menial or you know how minimal that can mean to certain people but for some people sex is a lot it's 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 a lot and when you're that person that you enjoy sex you enjoy every aspect of it you have a high sex drive and this this person meets you where you are and they're able to fulfill you in that way and that's what we see that's a prime example of Karen and Zach they are sexually compatible and to not have that anymore but I, I think she was doing great trying to move on um and I'm going to be real with you. I probably would have slept with Aaron too. <laughs> like, you know, there have been such a buildup to this, to this moment, um, to last episode. And, you know, just seeing that. And I was like, man, Aaron is like, he, he on his grown man stuff. He jacked up. No, I'm not, he, he jacked up. But as far as like his body, his, his, his energy, like he just feels like he's on that grown man. He's the type of man, he, he makes love to you. Like he stayed out, like he told her, I want to make love to you. He look like that man that'll make love to you, like that will make love to your whole entire being, to your mind, to your spirit, to your body. And I'm just like, Zach just look like he going to bang you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't finna get nothing passionate with that. <laughs> you know? And, and don't get me wrong. There are times for that too. 
But, you know, Aaron does look like he's just on a, another level with that. And um, I would really love to see that happen. But it looked like they're not going to finish because Zach shows up. So, overall, I think that, you know, these are just kind of like wishful thinking thoughts because it is a show. It has to have drama. It has to have these moments where you're like, what the hell is she thinking? What the hell is he doing? You know, it makes the show. And I, for one, I really appreciate, don't get me wrong, some of the things I believe on the show is kind of far-fetched, like the way Karen bounced back so quickly after witnessing someone take their life, how she bounced back so quickly after having to shoot someone, you know? So it's like, that nah, I can't see that happen. Like, you would be shell-shocked to witness something like that. And even with Pam, even though I, oh, Lord, Pam, we ain't even going to get into that. You got to listen to the review for her, what I got to say for her. But even with Pam, Pam was there when Fawn shot herself and you back to your messy miss already. Like, I just can't, I just can't fathom that. But like I said, overall, I just, I really enjoy watching Sisters. I really enjoyed the, the dynamic of Karen, Aaron, and Zach and really wanting to see that triangle dissolve so that we could see these people move on with their lives and seeing what Tyler has next for them other than, you know, this woman in between these two men. You know, what's going to happen? Is Karen going to get pregnant? Who she going to get pregnant by? You know, who, who, you know what I'm saying? Like, just things like that, I, I wonder if that's in the cards for her. You know, does she even really feel that she is worthy of having peace in her life? I really wonder these, I really wonder these things. Um, even with um with with Zach, you know, it's kind of like I'm sure he has moments where he feels he's not good enough. He feels that he's trying, um, and I think that his relationship and maybe his dynamic with Chris, you know, the guy that's over the program, that I hope he's an integral part to Zach's life, not just monetary, but in every other way. And so, even with saying that, you know, there are a lot of talks. You know, uh, people want to see, you know, Zach blow up and Zach become financially stable. I do as well. And then I see, well, uh, if it don't work with Aaron and wait till Aaron put his hands on her, Karen going to go crawling back to him. She, you know, for Zach and Zach going to diss her. And in my mind, I'm thinking, why would you want that? Just for me. And you may be someone who feel that way. I just want to know, like, why would someone want that to happen? You know, people are like, well, it's because of how she treated him. It's because of how she talked to him. It's because of how she talked to him. And it's because of how she treated him that got you that mad. But we have, no, but there is not a level of compassion or sympathy for her for loving this man at his lowest, for you know enduring all the things that he's done to her, you know all of that. So it's like I really I find that interesting. And even though these shows are definitely fictitious, they come from a real place. And even in these discussion groups or on Twitter, you can really see, you know. You can really see how jacked up, in my personal opinion, a lot of people's mindsets really are. And it could be age. It could be experience. It could be, you know, demographical. I don't know. But there are just certain things. I'm like, you know, we shouldn't be getting STDs at 36. We should not. I'm sorry. We, we should not. And if you're with someone who you have trusted with your body, you trusted with the health of your body, and this person, I, I have an issue with this, and I, I think that's a, this a deal breaker for me. If you and I are committed and we are having unprotected sex because you're my man, we're in a relationship, and you go out and you cheat and you have unprotected sex with someone else, 
and then you come back home and you have unprotected sex with me. You don't tell me about your indiscretion. You don't tell me that something has happened between you and somebody else and you freely sleep with me. I could never trust you again. I could never trust you because I feel like you don't give a damn about me or my life. Because if you can do that, you, I, they never, I don't think they ever said what she contracted, but just in that simple moment of, of bliss, you could have contracted HIV, came home, gave it to me because you don't want to admit that you stepped out. And that's how a lot of people, yeah, I, I worked for years in the health industry and I have, I can't tell you the countless of times I've seen that happen, even with married couples and, you know, to have to tell someone that you got HIV and the only person you've been sleeping with is your husband or the only person you've been sleeping with is your wife. You know, so even though it was a disease that antibiotics could take care of for caring, that's not always the case. So I think that that was, you know, we kind of moved around that topic very, very, very quickly, you know, on the show. But I'm like, nah, that's a that's a deep thing. Even with Aaron and Karen, I didn't see no condom on insight. And when you already in the mood like that, you ain't trying to reach over and grab one if it ain't already, you know, presented. So I'm just like, I, you know, I just hope these people are protecting themselves and, you know, realistically, they're probably not. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really hope that message is presented in sisters. And even if these people are having unprotected sex, you know, they're just being careful, you know, with their body. But Zach is not the one that you uh, take that chance on. He's not. I, I think Zach, you know, he he's cool. But Zach just has the characteristic of a cheater. Every woman he sees, he was flirting with the cop. Then, you know, he flirting with Fatima. Damn, you fine. And it's okay to think somebody fine, but you have to say it. You don't even know this woman. Then y'all get into the um, into the workshop, and he's saying, you know, you really want to help me out. We all know what he was referring to. So it's like, you know, dude, nah, I can't trust you. You letting your mouth just come out, but when you find out Karen at this hotel, you angry. I know she getting in the room with that dude, Joe. Yes, yes, brother, she is. <laughs> and she has every right to be. You know, so like I said, this is just kind of like the, the the videos or the audio that would be on the Patreon account. And this is just like to garner, you know, people's responses, seeing how you feel about the show. You know, who's your favorite character? Who's your least favorite character? Like what plot lines, storylines do you agree with? Where do, do you see yourself in any of the characters? And, and one reason why I really do like the show is that I can see myself, you know, in some of these people years ago. You know what I'm saying? I'm 35, but and to see these people at the age of 36 and 37, it floors me. I don't have, you know, we all got certain dramas in our life and things of that nature, but on the scale of 1 to 100, the drama in my life is probably 3%. I don't have, you know, so it's like, wow, y'all living real reckless out here, like real drama field out here. And so, but that could be someone's life. That's just not mine, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I will greatly appreciate your feedback, you know, um, and if there's any other, I want to do all of them, go through Danny and Preston and the dynamic between the sisters as, as, as a collective, their friendship. Um, so this was just an introduction video as to what you can expect. I'm not trying to make it that long. I'm already at like 43 minutes, but um, I thank you guys for listening. I thank you for um, just taking this ride with me. Um, for those who don't know, you know, my desire for professional wise is to actually have my own studio like Tyler Perry. So I know some people, you know, like to come at me because I'm kind of hard. I'm, I don't, I don't want to say harsh. I'm kind of hard with Tyler because Tyler has really um, inspired me in a lot of ways. And I just know 
that there are certain things about his shows that can be better. And I don't think there's anything wrong with expecting greatness out of those who we know are great, you know. And so that's what I deem to do. That's what I uh, aspire to do. And so make sure you guys check out, you know, click the description box and see everything that I that I got going on and see what I do. And even the books that I've already put out that's available on Amazon. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate your support. I appreciate listening, giving me your time. Um, and until next time, I will holler at y'all later and y'all be safe out there.